Among the many things a pilot has to think about during a flight is the formation of ice around the aeroplane. For the most part, it's harmless, but it can become serious enough to cause crashes. So the traditional method of glancing out of the window to check on things may have to give way to a novel laser-based technology. Hayden Price took off for this report. And number two engine is stabilised. I have the signal to start number one engine, starting number one at this time. Across the world, every hour, thousands of planes take off. And for those that fly them, ice is a major consideration, says Captain Jim Snee, a pilot with British Midland Airways. Every aeroplane that has ever flown is subject to the threat of ice. In small aeroplanes, which fly low, you get ice on the wings um, and you get, uh, particularly if it's a piston-engined aeroplane, you get um, carburetor icing in the, in the carburetor and that can stall piston-engined aeroplanes. So whether you're flying a very little um, four-seater aeroplane in the tropics or whether you're flying a small aeroplane or even a large aeroplane in more temperate latitudes, every aeroplane and every pilot is always or should be aware of the danger of icing. What kind of problems does that ice cause though? Essentially aerodynamic if it's on the air airframe, the wings and the tail, uh, which gives you control problems, makes it more difficult to take off or more difficult to come into land or can stall the aeroplane in flight, which means that it just sort of falls out of the sky. And in terms of the engines, if the engine stops or one of the engines stops, uh, that gives you problems and difficulties as a pilot. If you've got a single engine aeroplane, which of course a lot of people fly, if the engine stops, the aeroplane turns into a glider and you have to uh, land in a field somewhere. But soon such problems may be a thing of the past, thanks to the work conducted by Dr Bob Gangon, a scientist at the National Research Council Institute for Marine Dynamics. Okay, I'll just turn the laser on here for a little demonstration. Well, we have a, a low-power laser. The laser beam is directed at a surface that has a layer of ice on it. And uh, what happens is that the beam is focused now, what I can see in front of me here is not quite the pencil of light that I would expect to see with the laser. In fact, it's a bit like a child's torch, whereby the, the light actually goes out slightly in almost like a circle outside the little pencil of light. Well, what's actually happening here? In the center, the initial laser beam has impinged on the surface that has the ice layer. The laser beam has passed through that transparent layer of ice and has struck the underlying surface and caused a very bright spot. Now that bright spot emits light in all directions. Quite a bit of that light uh, escapes back out through the ice at the ice-air interface. However, at a certain critical angle, you have total internal reflection. And that light is directed back onto the surface and that's the bright ring that we see around the central bright spot. So in fact, the ring around it is really where the light has failed to get back out. And That's is... correct. So what does this actually mean, though? What, what can you do with this? What it tells you is the diameter of that bright ring is directly related to the thickness of the material and the refractive index of the material. That's where the critical angle of internal reflection comes into it. That depends only on the refractive index of the material. Now, the material of interest in our case is ice and the refractive index is well known. Therefore, if one sees that bright circular image and you measure the diameter of it, then through a simple calculation, one can determine the thickness of the ice layer. 
Once you know the thickness of the ice, what can you then do with that information? What good is it to you? In the case of an aircraft that has not taken off yet, but is getting ready to taxi down the runway, one could have a system rigged up so that you could determine whether or not there's ice there or a substantial enough layer to be concerned about. And then that would be a warning to the pilot to say, well, you really shouldn't take off under these conditions. What about an integrated system whereby automatically all those things happen? Well, you could have an integrated system where one could use either a video system or a, an array of diodes, some sort of sensor that would capture an image of this bright circular spot and then convert that into a number, a diameter. There is uh, plenty of technology presently available that can do that. Once you have that diameter as a, as a digital number, then that can be translated into a thickness. That would then be output as, as a thickness, or it could just simply be a warning, some bells start going off, or a light comes on to indicate that you've, you've got a problem. At the Institute, Noel Murphy is its industrial liaison officer. He says companies have been quick to realise the commercial potential of the research. There has been quite a bit of interest. They see it as a potential solution to a very major problem in the aircraft industry. It's inexpensive, uh, it's, it's fairly simple. Uh, straightforward solution. This technology could be used uh, in combination with a, uh, a robot uh, to enter a, a contaminated area and measure and determine the extent of, of a dangerous chemical. It could also be used in production process for measuring the thickness of coatings on surfaces and uh, we imagine there may be many other industrial applications as well. Noel Murphy ending that report from Hayden Price.